AG1 is a comprehensive and convenient blend of over 70 high quality ingredients. And what that means is each morning when I wake up, before I do anything else, I drink AG1 to set me up for the day. It keeps me clear headed, full of energy and focused on whatever I need to do, like writing the fighting cock, for example. One scoop once a day before breakfast and that's it. I've actually found that I've not been needing coffee in the morning to get me started. I've still been drinking coffee because I love coffee, but it's not because it's like a necessity to do so. AG1 is made out of the highest quality ingredients subject to the strictest manufacturing standards. AG1 is NSF certified for sport and this process involves exhaustive testing and verification that every serving of AG1 is exactly what you see on the label. If you want to take ownership of your health, try AG1 and get a free one year supply of vitamin D and five free AG1 travel packs for your first purchase. Go to drinkag1.com forward slash the fighting cock. That's drinkag1.com forward slash the fighting cock to get started. And to help the podcast. Thank you very much. Have a great day and enjoy the show. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. GEICO asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, GEICO can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. 
even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. It's episode 24, season 5 of the Fighting Cop podcast. This episode is called Tabs for Tottenham, largely due to Bridley T and his new movement. His new movement, as you'll hear in a second. Um, We talk about the Leicester and Sutherland games. We also focus on Deli Alley and whether his nasty streak is an actual positive thing for Tottenham. Windy brings his youth update once again. Billy drops knowledge on how to sneak beer onto chartered trains. Or vodka. Or vodka. Uh, involves McDonald's. We also talk about Pardew and what a cunt he is, social media and football, and which Spurs player, players of the past you've hated the most. Coys. Coys. Love the Coys. It's the fighting. It's the fighting. Clock. It's the fighting. It's episode 24, season 5 of the Fighting Cop podcast. Today we're here with Billy Felonius, Anthony Lombardi. I forgot your name for a second. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where it went. It just went. I'm so I'm sorry, Bardi. Do you know what? Someone, I can't remember who tweeted and said you, you got to leave Bardi alone because apparently I've been... Um, a bit of a bully on the pod, is that right? No more than usual. Yeah, well, I don't want to be that way, so I apologise, buddy. 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 Fuck me. You're going to rap by the end of the show. Uh, just, what? You're going to rap by the end of the, end nah, of the show. Nah. How's everyone doing? How was your week? Billy, T, back once again, second episode. With the Renegade Master. That's it, shit. I should have done that. <laughs> um, out of the three of us, who would be the Renegade Master? Billy. No, back once again with the Renegade Master, so... Once again, he's back. Once again. All right, let's yeah. move on. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. How <laughs> uh, have you been, Billy? Yeah, we, good, man. We, Just uh, doing lines and shagging nines, man, you know. That's, <laughs> that's the that is is the that motto. nine out of ten or nine-year-olds? Uh... <laughs> Which well, leads. <laughs> I would like to say nine out of ten, but I, I should be searching. Leads into our first question from Daniel Bolden, who says, "How much of a nonce is Billy T on a scale of one to Jimmy Savile?" Uh, this is one of those things where like, I keep protesting. Obviously, I'm not actually a nonce, but I do literally spend all my day with children, so it's getting pretty hard. Like, I, do get, I do get more allegations than actual paedophiles on Twitter now. Like every day, there's someone calling me a nonce on there. But um, <laughs> I'm not, I promise, I'm not one really. If you don't know Billy or you don't follow him on Twitter or don't use Twitter. Um, He's got a big personal account, has lots of followers, and it's yeah. very funny. We won't go, go into all that again. We did it last. But how, how long ago was it? Um, it's a few months ago now. Yeah. I think it this before, season, no, right? it was before the Sunderland season. game. It was before Sunderland away, I remember, I think. Whenever that was, fuck knows. That was our first win, but yeah. yeah. So, welcome back, Billy. Oh, thank you very much for having me. Oh, it's a pleasure. Uh, so your record of 50 seconds for the Happy Meal Challenge still stands? It does still stand, yeah. I yeah, saw yeah. someone on the internet doing like 14 seconds. I know, yeah, there's that, that crazy, ridiculous. there's that American guy who can do it in like 14 seconds. I'm not that good yet, but maybe one. I'm day. the only one from the podcast who tried and uh, two minutes ago. <laughs> <laughs> that <laughs> wasn't an try. attempt. It was you just going. It's horrible. 
horrible. That's absolutely horrible. I swear to God, you broke down in tears. I, I felt like crying. <laughs> you did. You just ate it at normal speed. In my yeah, defence, it, it was three a.m. I've been <laughs> at a wedding all day. I've been eating and drinking for the entire day. That isn't the time to do it. it. Yeah, but I had a bit of Dutch courage, and I just thought, you know, <laughs> you don't let me need, try this. You don't need Dutch courage to do a happy meal challenge. It isn't scary. We yeah, tried to do it. Is that me and my mates tried to do it at Swansea away? We got like we went after Swansea. We must have been out like three in the morning. Like twenty four hour McDonald's. We got shut down by this like fucking hench security man at McDonald's. He said, "You're not allowed to film at McDonald's. Fuck off!" And like threw us out basically. So what oh, yeah, we took it international to Swansea, but <laughs> <laughs> we got shut down. And fan, sorry, go on. Uh, yeah, I've been trying to think like how I can top that because I don't really know. Because um, last time I was so happy with everyone sending in videos and stuff, so I tried to think of a new challenge. All I could really come up with is that I recently discovered that taking acid at football was really good. Um, <laughs> it gives you, like, a whole new view of the game. It's like, last time I, I did loads of acid before one of the Leicester games and, like, pretty much stared at the corner flag for 90 minutes, but it was fucking amazing. <laughs> so I come up with a new challenge. It's called Tabs for Tottenham, where you just, like, take a load of acid and go and watch first and then, like, document your experience. So. Which leads us brilliantly into the fanzine, because about three <laughs> uh, issues ago... It might have been, I don't know, was it three years? Yeah, yeah, three years. Spooky wrote an absolutely superb story about the time <laughs> he took acid and, and Spurs went up to Man City. Yeah. And uh, he, he <laughs> Freddie Canute scored and then turned into a massive cardboard cut out and flew, flew <laughs> towards him. It's, it's an amazing story. <laughs> if drugs at football, if even if it isn't acid, send us your stories about taking drugs at football. Yeah, and, start a movement. And then while... <laughs> Well, for Billy's experience, it was an amazing one. Um, I'd like to know some terrible ones as well. Horrendous, horrendous drug stories. I want to, I, I want to tell a story, but I can't because he's not here, and I don't know if he wants everyone knowing. Yeah. So I'll wait for that person to return. You, you work it out which one you think it is. <laughs> I wonder. <laughs> out of, if you're second, I won't say. But who do you think it is? Ricky. I, well, I'm not obliged to divulge <laughs> that information. I mean, he, he admitted taking crack, but yeah. basically he took a bit of uh, a tiny bit of resin into. Actually, he didn't even know he had it on him, but he came into Spurs versus Portsmouth for I think it was Sol Campbell's first game back, and there was sniffer dogs, there was police everywhere, massive, big operation by them. And he got into the stadium, and this <laughs> little dog just sat sat next to him immediately, <laughs> and he went to stroke it. Coppers pulled him. Went into a room, which was a little square room you know, under the east stand, I think it was, and uh, there was just loads of cokeheads in there and Ricky. <laughs> <laughs> and they held up this tiny bit of resin. Literally, he didn't even know he had it. And they, the, the geezer behind the counter went, "Are we really going to do him for this?" Yeah. He's like, "No, don't do me. Just let, let me go." He couldn't. He didn't see the game or anything. It was fantastic. I mean, horrendous for him at the time, but it's funny. Yeah, so the fanzine is here, it's arrived, it looks amazing. Yeah, so, I put a picture on Snapchat, man. Yep. Everyone, because everyone knows my Snapchat account, but yeah. What is it? <laughs> it's my name, innit? Flonious Filth. Forget, <laughs> <laughs> forget that. I was going to throw your real name out there for a yeah, second. Yeah, I was going to say, I'll Yeah, so if you haven't ordered it already, don't, because I've got a pack loads of fanzines and I don't want any more. But if you really do want to, then you can go to our website, it's thefightingcop.co.uk, forward slash shop. It's a lovely thing. Um, it looked good in the PDF proof that we had to get before the printer came, before, before we get it delivered, but 
It looks even better in... I would fuck that. Yeah. yeah. I might roll it up brilliant. and fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> look, hey, look at that. The Michael Carrick saved my life. The That's Spooky amazing. story is brilliant. Yeah, Spooky's article is amazing about his, his battles with depression and, and how uh, Spurs, and specifically Michael Carrick, helped him through that. He's a very symbolic player, though, wasn't he? In the sense that, I mean, he was, he was a genuinely really, really good player. Yep. And he was everything that Gina's probably and he, could he have been. And he was also part of the reason why Santini ended up losing his job, wasn't he? Because he wasn't playing him. He wouldn't play him, wouldn't yeah. he? Yeah. was it? Sean Davis and Mendes. I was thinking of writing an article. Uh, 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 the kind of charts, the players that charted our rise to what Spurs are at the moment. Because For we're the next fanzine. Yeah, one... I'd Rejected. Yeah, cheers. Funny, funny. you got Ricardo, OK, you got Gilberto. But if you think of the players we've had, and I think that started with Michael Carrick, there was a rise in... I agree completely. F- f- from Michael Carrick to... It might be a bit I would earlier. actually put Edgar Davids as the one yeah, that, that spurred that's us. I think, I think Robbie Keenan Defoe, because those are the best players we'd signed for a while who were young but, at the time. They right. were, but they didn't, they didn't... We didn't go anywhere with them. I'm talking about, like... So if you think... What, in my head, I've got this line. Oh, like five and Arneson and Yolan, I'm not trying to... Yeah, yeah so we had yeah. Uh, Carrick and then... <coughs> or say Edgar Davids, yeah. Carrick, um, and then was it Berbatov? Berbatov, yeah. Modric, Bale, yeah. and now Kane. But there's probably other players we could add, add in there. Well, Van der Vaart. You could look at the gap between Ginola and Davids. There was just like a oh, fucking chasm. Yeah, a proper mm. chasm. And Davids, when he arrived, and even, I know he was probably a little bit shit, but Nabet was another one that he came in, and out yeah, of nowhere, it was really good <clears throat> for like a signing that everybody was taking the piss out of. And I, I, that David's era under Yol, that was that was the start of everything. It great the Wigan fun. away. It was great. The Wigan yeah. away goal. We always remember that goal at Wigan away. Plus it was Edgar David's, man. He was I fucking know. cool with the dreadlocks, yeah, the glasses, he and was, the Nike. It it was the, when he signed, exactly, yeah, yeah. When he signed, it was kind of similar levels of excitement to Klinsman yeah. in Edgar David's. Definitely. It was just like, we fucking signed this world-class player, albeit at the end of his career. But that first season, he was... He's fucking incredible. We very rarely sign world-class players in their peak. Like, I mean, if you look at like Van der Vaart, it's probably the last one we ever signed in like their proper peak. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Fiorentina, people are asking about 882 again. Fiorentina are going to have block 35. Just not going to happen. To be honest, it probably won't happen again this season, which is very sad. We haven't forgotten about it. It's just, it's just impossible. Um, yeah. So, yeah, we've done the How Much of a Nonce is Billy T. Not a nonce. Is it OK to uh, to make Jimmy Savile jokes now? Has enough time passed? Well, we've made it, so... Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm just asking if it was OK, how you've lot felt about it. So. Well, I mean, given, given given the content of our tweets, I think it's fine. Yeah. What, well, love the shirt? Well, no, about us, as in me. Oh, right. collective of... Yeah. I mean, I saw a picture of him wearing an Arsenal T-shirt, which has been photoshopped, which is quite amusing. <laughs> yeah, that is superb. Uh, someone asked, Chris Machin, 90, is he a mate of yours? No. Okay. Well, yeah, I, yeah, I follow him, but yeah. Uh, can he? Uh, can you talk us through your no- New York, New, New Year's Eve? Year's sorry, New Year's Eve <laughs> antiques. Oh, I've read any of this. <laughs> I recall following some of it on Twitter. Seemed like a story worth telling. What? what so I- we're like five minutes into this podcast, and I've already like said, been called a nonce and talk about acid. Now I'm going to talk about a massive drug story. Like this podcast could be the end of my career, I think. But <laughs> fuck it. Um, <laughs> on New Year's Eve, yeah, I did again. Did a load of acid. Got pretty fucked up. Went to this absolute dodgy party in Camberwell in Brixton. In like, uh, I don't know if you've seen the Peep Show episode where Superhands is a New Year's Eve party. Yeah. And they're like sat outside because even Superhands can't go in. It was like that in there. It was like this pub. It was fucking dodgy as fuck. And um, I had like a pretty much of a blackout until about 10 a.m. in the morning, still in this pub. Uh, completely lost my wallet, lost everything. Uh. Uh, sort of come to my senses about 10 a.m., think, shit, I should probably go home now. 
So I go home, I've got no money, no wallet, no phone, no, I've just got my keys on me. I'm going back to uh, the Cotswolds, which is where I'm from originally. Wow. Um, to stay with my parents, because this is the weekend before my birthday, so it's like the last time I'll see them before my birthday. Right. So I somehow get from Brixton to Paddington without an Oyster card or anything, like just fucking, winging. who knows what, winging it. I get on the train from Paddington to the Cotswolds, train t- ticket inspector comes up and I think he feels so sorry for me because I look like a fucking state and he's yeah. like yeah you can just fucking have this for free don't worry Yeah. but anyway I turn up at my house I fucking as I said on Twitter at the time if Pete Doherty saw me then he'd be asking if I was alright like I was probably <laughs> fucking state I had mess up eyes and everything going on and turns out my fucking family are throwing like a surprise party for me at that time <laughs> I, I walk in I'm, I'm talking like my whole like extended family I haven't seen some of them for years and I look like fucking terrible on New Year's Day on New Year's Day like it was for my birthday they not know there. you at all exactly man so I turn up at this surprise party I'm like oh, I know I almost fainted on the spot I was so fucking surprised by it. <laughs> at this point I've been awake for like because I was out the night before as well so I think it had been about 48 hours or something like that I've been awake for uh, obviously have to have like try and have conversation but all I can really muster is like a few vowels that I can't even speak at this point I'm so <laughs> fucked and then my mum has cooked this fucking roast dinner <laughs> which she's obviously spent all day cooking for me so I have to sit down and eat this roast dinner um, <laughs> had a few mouthfuls was fucking sick all over myself in front oh of my, my whole family God. you were sick like, yeah on, on my nan's Christmas jumper that she got me as well it was all like <laughs> fucking disgrace to the fucking family do you know what I mean like, have they forgiven you yeah, they're just about... They're used to it, I guess, but, yeah, they've forgiven me. But it reminded me of, like, the New Year's Day before when we beat Chelsea 5-3, and I was pretty... Again, I was pretty fucked, but, you know... Fair enough. That, is, that does sound horrendous. Maybe it was rain yeah. in a little bit, Billy. Yeah, nah. <laughs> <laughs> Could do that, but it's boring. Yeah, exactly. Uh, which Spurs player would you have in your class, and why? Um, I think it's got to be Deli Ali because like, I've got a few kids in my class where they're quite naughty but you kind of like them do you know those kind of kids and mm. Deli Ali is proper naughty I know Pochettino has been talking about it this week like when he threw the ball at Van Harnel at Sunderland yeah. like, you've got to love those naughty kids that are kind of like keep it entertaining because as a teacher you get a lot of boring cunts who try and do everything you say but I like the naughty <laughs> ones so. yeah, it would definitely be Deli Ali I think yeah. so who do you least want? um I think I, I think it's got to be Andros Townsend like, I really like Andros Townsend as a guy I think he's a top um, he's obviously Spurs through and through but I just think he's had like uh, AVB and Pochettino trying to like coach the shit out of him but he just never listens to them like he always will be Andros Townsend which is great because I think he'll do great for another club but I think he's one of those people that are just impossible to teach because no matter what you say he's always going to do like he's going to be Andros Townsend isn't he so yeah. that would be my worst do you, any of you like, have an issue with Deli Ali's petulance if you want to I fucking it love it to be honest man I've, I think we need people like that I think the vine that a lot of people have seen I think we retweeted it yesterday was um, oh, the, the gun when he just yeah <laughs> 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 just throwing the ball in the guy's face and uh, squares up it's, I think it's great it shows, shows a bit of a human side to him um, but you'd, you'd have to rein it in just a tad what was yeah. I say I can't tear yeah, I mean, he can't he can't go over the top because it could cost us one day. But like this, this kind of like level of kind of like joking around is okay. Well, it's been a North London derby. Get yeah. in the fifth minute, don't we? Yeah. Want that. I think that's the thing I was alluding to in terms of the soft underbelly of Spurs being removed. That you got to have that kind of nastiness, that little nasty streak. And and the, the weird thing about Ali is that nasty in the tackle so much. He goes in hard, but he isn't a he spiteful a player. Yeah, I know, but he, that's because he's kind of... It's more about him being persistent and, and chopping away rather than him being looking out to injure people. Yeah, he's but not doing, like, catamounts. Off the ball, games. yeah, exactly. But off the ball, he, there is an element to it. And to be fair, the bits when he was he squared up and that, that was after a challenge that happens all the time. The other ones, when he's got involved with other players, it's more about defending and, 
another team in his squad, so but another player in his squad. As he gets older, he's got to realise that if he keeps doing this, he will become a target and they will try and wind him yeah. up. And sometimes it's better not to let the opposition know that he's got they got the better of you that way. I think we've kind of lacked those kind of characters in Tottenham for a few years now, so I think I'm I'm all for it to be honest. Like we think we need a bit of bite in ourselves for a couple of years, so go on Deli Ali, keep doing it to be honest. Uh, a bit of follow up to last week. Musa Dembele, who we've been, been talking about for the last couple of weeks, he's been now being targeted by Juve. Juve Roma. I've not heard this. No, um, I didn't hear Juve Roma. I heard Wolfsburg. What's and... You're saying it like I'm lying to you. What's the other team then? Juve and Roma. Yeah, yeah, I thought yeah. there was another team. Oh, <laughs> what's another team? <laughs> you, you were going to say third no, team. No, there, there were two others. Wolfsburg. You're making a point. Wolfsburg. You're making yeah. a point. Wolfsburg. Yeah. And another one. And what's your point? My point is, does that make him more desirable? Because we were talking about Ricky, and he was like, well, he's from Fulham, he can't be any good. But he's obviously being talented by some big clubs now. Well, he's a young, he's a young striker who's available for free. He's Which Moussa Dembele oh, are talking actually, about? Yeah. What the fuck yeah. is going on? Oh, when you're talking about the, the, the target, Fulham. the one we're after. The Fulham, not Say the two S's for fuck's sake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, sorry, oh, Moussa. Thank you. Oh, a man of intelligence. No. Sorry. I thought you were talking about the older one. No. no I heard that story. The young one. I've heard that story too, but we're in the front seat. Sorry, no, we're in a front ticket. Napoli after them too. Yeah. That's it, yeah, but I remember um, I'm on does board. That, now that we're all on board, does that make you... <laughs> <laughs> does, that, does that make you more anxious to get him? Because I, I know it's kind of a simple way of looking at it, but there wouldn't be these number of teams looking at him. Uh, yeah. Monaco, another one as well. I yeah. think we've got him there early enough to be in the driving seat. I'm not... His representatives are talking to those clubs. Mm. I'm not anxious because we got him there early. We should have interest early on. Yeah. But the manager, they've got a transfer in Bargo, haven't they? So, um... Yeah. Uh, Ross McCormack is linked with leaving, um, Dembele is linked with leaving, so it's going to be tough. But I Which think... one? <laughs> <laughs> the one of two S's. All right. I think if you're a young prospect, though, you'd want to join Tottenham, wouldn't you? Oh, all day long. This is where I wanted through. to go with this. Because but, yeah. I want, where's the best, where, yeah, best place in the world? I want, the I want someone like him, if you can't get him, and maybe an older, maybe... I don't like Shane Long that much, but just... What well, my point is is that Let's talk about Harry, Kane, Harry Kane. Well, he's, he's done hundred k and he's got no knees. That's why. <laughs> that's why he's gone to Southampton. And he's a bit piggy. Just a tad, yeah. He's a bit Chris Brent, yeah. No room for piggy players in our, our team now. No, can't no. run, can't press. No, can't run, can't press. Imagine Huddleston under Pochettino. Be like, fucking <laughs> Jesus. Huddleston <laughs> and Chimbonda. Mark, <laughs> like Mark Two Chimbonda, like the one who got back. Can you imagine Gascoigne and Pochettino? <laughs> You can Pochettino just find a way to play a world-class <laughs> player, yes, you know what I mean? Um, they sound like a game. Yeah. Let's see. Should we do... Um, should we fuck Leicester off? Um, we can just summarise it quickly. Go on, then. Um, <laughs> we, play, <laughs> we, we played Leicester twice, yep. and we had about 45 shots on goal, man. Yeah. And, you know, just... Um, we created enough chances, but it's frustrating. It's been, the league game especially was very frustrating. Um... It's one of those games you look back on. I mean, for the first hour, we were caning them. Yeah. But then when you think about the whole 90 minutes, you think, who really played well? And I thought Walker played well, but obviously after I thought, well, maybe no one else thought that. Mm. But Walker was probably our best player. So um, it's frustrating, I think the weekend made up for it. Absolutely. I, I think first, the first half was a little bit kind of pedestrian. We didn't create much uh, against Sunderland. And then obviously Van Aanholt, Broke down the left-hand side. Black's oh, favourite player. I thought we, we, we've done... Leicester's done. Leicester's done. Fucking Leicester. Oh, yeah, go on. So it's, what you well, so I just, it's good to add. Good well, to add, it's though. It's just like the third time they've done a number on us. They know how we play. They know how to work against us. 
and it's almost like if you saw their Villa game, they, they when they have to take responsibility for a match, they can't do it. But how we play suits them perfectly because we'll mm. keep the ball and they'll just drop off and they'll score. I mean, the goals they've scored against us have been up if, in the last two games have been proper crap. If Leicester were a top team, they wouldn't be where they are on the table because the way teams sit up against them, yeah, is, you know, it works in their favour and it allows them to play. I mean, if we, I mean. I mean, it's, it's probably I mean, it's bollocks, really. But the way teams set up against Tottenham, we sit, they sit a lot deeper and they make us. We have to force the game a lot more. So yeah, and we're going to see more of that next next, this, next week. I, I remember, like, that. there was a Real Madrid team, Ancelotti's Real Madrid team, that they used to always they used to function on the counter attack, and they'd come up against teams that just wouldn't attack them, so they couldn't counter, <laughs> yeah. and they would just so they have to come out. They would lose all their shit, and yeah. then they would come out to try and force the game, and then they, they would Betis, I think, used to do it to Madrid all the time. Then boom. And that's what, exactly what Leicester are doing to us. Yeah. And it worries me for Wednesday that we're going to fall into the exact same trap. Oh, undoubtedly, it will definitely happen. I think it's frustrating because like, in terms of the game plan before the game, our main concern would have been keeping Mahrez quiet, which we did like, for the whole game, like, pretty much. Mm. And we controlled the game, controlled possession, but we just couldn't get it won. It, was, like, it reminded me of the Everton game quite similar because you know, two games which we controlled, we could have easily won both of those games, but we didn't. Yeah. But, you know. I think Leicester actually were the most impressive away team to come to Tottenham, certainly of the teams outside the top four um, they played their part perfectly I mean they knew what they were going to do they're frustrating and off the ball I haven't seen a more organised bunch of players as I did in that game it was just impossible we didn't have any time on the ball um, they had so many men back and they were pressing but not it was intelligent pressing it wasn't pressing all over the pitch it was just it was almost like a it was like it hit it, they were like, press. Yeah, but it was, they were like germs, right? And 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 any Spurs player would go into that top four. We're gonna, um, sorry, into that final third. We're going to catch germs because they're all over you. That's the only way I, I could, could in my head. I just imagine these germs everywhere, and that's what they were like. They were like rats <laughs> but, to a man. And the, and I tweeted the best thing about modern football is that Leicester will fade away. The only only thing I, positive thing I can say about modern football is that Leicester will just disappear. Thank fuck. But a comment I'm going to make about both the games is that um, you know, we won one and we lost one. I'd rather us get positive results more than draw. We've dropped so many points. And um, I mean, we lost to Newcastle, which is frustrating. But Leicester game, it's one of the, I, think it's just, I think it's just one of those nights where if we played to a midnight, we would, wouldn't have scored. It's just one of those yeah. nights. Mm. Um, the smark will save where Kane hits a bar. Yeah. Another day that bounces in or someone gets a rebound and it goes in. So, it's a um, good save, but he, you know, he didn't know much about it. Yeah. He just made himself big. So, um... I mean, there are people downhearted, naturally, because they don't want to see Spurs lose, but I don't think it was a game that was, uh, root and branch analysis was needed after the game. Newcastle was, well, that was, that was more, that, that hurt a lot more than Leicester defeated. Yeah, I think it's interesting, because like, if you look at um, the Newcastle game, the Everton game, which we should have won, so it's frustrating, and the Leicester loss, like the, the common denominator of all of them is there was no Dembele. And like, I don't know if that is that like a main factor, the reason we're not winning without Dembele, and then he I comes back into the side and we win straight away. Like. I think it's a major part, yeah. yeah I forget the percentages, but it's, it's quite low win, win rate without him. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think we did miss him. I, we, yeah, we we, he's, he's become so important to the way we play, I think. Like. Yeah, and who would have thought that at the beginning of the season? Exactly. What did you make of his first half chance? Because you weren't at the game. I was, do you remember? When yeah. he broke away in the first half... The counter-attack, yeah. the one Lamella put it wide. Yeah, do you think he should have even passed? Do you think if Dembele oh. was fit for the last month, that he would have probably taken it on himself? I think he was right, I think he was right to pass it because it was, it was, on, weight, it, it was on his right-hand side and he was never going to cut in on his right. 
I think passing it was the right idea. I think Lamella should have perhaps squared it. But, you know, I quite like the confidence that Lamella went for goal. I know he missed it, but yeah, it does show that he's a player who before maybe would have tried to pass it and would have fucked it up. At least he had the belief that he could put it in the bottom corner. Another way to shoot. Another way you could argue is that it didn't have the intellect in order to finish that move off. No, but you saw like the, the Watford goal and stuff like that, that. He does trust himself now and he doesn't think he's going to fuck things yeah. up. And he's not always looking for the easy option. So how do you think you feel when he did fuck it up? But that's what happened. I would have shot. I'd I'm not saying that I'm Eric Lamella, but I would have had a fucking When we played five aside, you're shooting from fucking... Uh, <laughs> from everywhere. Goal kicks. <laughs> Why not? Pass, Barney! Go for glory. <laughs> um, Kane is looking tired. That's what Ricky said. Tired. That was Ricky's input. That wasn't his input, but Ricky said, and a few other people said it as well, that um, as he came on, he looks a little bit knackered. But... Um, this, this, this is my point, is that if we sign a second striker, he's not going to start games. No. He's not going to start loads of games. People say, well, if we get another striker, Kane will get a rest. He won't really. We're not going to sign anyone who's going to be good enough to start loads and loads of games. And um, a game like Sunderland, we weren't going to rest Kane unless we've got... I don't know. And we see Pochettino, Pochettino doesn't like um, like the way he does, does subs. He doesn't really. He takes quite a while to take make a substitution yeah. in the game. So it's not like Kane's going to be coming off after 50 minutes or 60 minutes if we're at nil nil or something like that. Yeah, yeah. it'll just be like the last 10 minutes, like he tends to do with Son at the moment. I mean, even I mean, even in the Leicester game coming up in the FA Cup, um, you'll obviously you'll obviously make changes, but they won't be wholesale. But we do need two more strikers and more. Yeah. Okay. Um, let's move on to Sunderland. Just a bit more happier, isn't it? That's what I was talking about, actually. I don't know, we were just merging in, I didn't know what the fuck we were talking about, and I'm here, so God knows what the f- listeners are thinking. You're the, you're, the conduct- now, you're, the, you're the conductor. Now they're thinking, thank God Flav stepped in. <laughs> nonsense. <laughs> um, but let's do it in earnest. The Sunderland game, the uh, first, first 30 minutes, would you say, first uh, before actually before Van, Van Harnholt scored, we were in control but creating nothing. Yeah. What are you laughing at? <laughs> you with Van Arnholt. <laughs> He's the best left back in the league. <laughs> I was going to say, play all right. If he's a good player. If you aren't aware, why we were mentioning Van Hart Arnold a fair bit. Flav does his video for Ball Street called Mondo Goal. Yeah. And I think it's fantasy football, and um, he's yeah, pitched Van Hart Arnold at the start of his golden golden batch. So yeah, yeah. he's taking credit for it <laughs> single-handedly. He obviously watches the videos and thought, "I need to up my game." There so Flav go. ain't embarrassed. That's the pressure. <laughs> but but no, the first half was um, was an odd one. Um, I'll focus on Ericsson because we're going to talk about him a lot more. Um, yeah. In the first 40 minutes, nothing was coming off him. He was having a really, really bad game. And I think there's one point when um, he was on the edge of the 18-yard box and the ball comes into him. Normally there's a one-touch pass to the other side, switch it. But the ball hits his other foot. And someone of Ericsson's ability, that just doesn't happen. He just, and you can see his shoulders had dropped, his shoulders had slumped. And then, um, I mean, it was good that we equalised quickly after their goal. Um, I mean, it's one of those shots that um, nine times out of ten, if it's that shot, it goes wide, but it went in, and um, the way the second half went for us, we, we, we took over. Yeah, yeah. I think like Ericsson, he's one of those players that you never have to doubt his talent, it's always going to be there, but like, hopefully those two goals, I know they're a bit dodgy and deflected yeah. and whatever, but hopefully that will spur him on now, because no matter what anyone says, he is definitely our most creative player, so if we can get him playing, then that would be amazing for us, I think. I do think he is our most creative player, I think we could probably buy and improve on him relatively easily and yeah. which is I think we could we could spend money and improve on the number 10 or, or well, he's not number 10 or the left side of that three I agree completely um, I think there's players out there which you consider a couple of seasons ago we never thought we'd be saying that like Ericsson's always like one of the first names on the team sheet but he's mm. kind of drifted out a little bit and by his own admission yeah, yeah exactly. so you know 
Ben Pierce did a brilliant interview after the game. Uh, he got Ericsson to open up about his form, and you know he admits it. He admits this. You know, what do you remember his words? I, I couldn't remember. The, it's along the lines of that, isn't it? He's, he's, he's had some poor performances, and had performances when um, he wants to be on the ball a lot more. Um, Deli Ali has kind of come in as a teenager and um, almost um, shunting right them out wide. Mm. But it's only when Ericsson went centrally when he got the two goals. Um, I strongly disagree that we can really improve on him. That that we can't. We absolutely can't. What do you mean? You saying that we could? You saying you can name five players? Not saying you should name them. Uh, that could buy right now and improve. I don't. I've been think trying to think of any, and I can't think no, of one actually at the moment. Go on, Diego Costa. <laughs> what? I know it's not. Well, the one that. No, 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 Douglas Costa. <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> no, no, Jesus Christ, Douglas Who, Costa. Who's Douglas Costa? The Bayern From Munich. From Munich is amazing. It's fucking amazing. That's what we need. Someone you, like that. Just well, how do we buy him? Oh, we buy not him, but we buy a version of him. Like an unproven version of that him. That doesn't help anyone. Are you advocating selling him? No. I'm I'm saying, why are you if, saying that we can improve on him then? Well, I'm not advocating it. I'm saying that if... I'm, no, there's nothing wrong with what I said. Serious? I think, I think Flav's saying that if Chadley refound the form of last season where yeah. he was on goal scoring, I would start Chadley wide instead of Ericsson. If we could, yeah. I, I would I would I would start Dembele. Don't give me that look too. I would uh, uh, look. Uh, uh, the people are going to start hating on, uh, on me because of Ericsson. But and he's stuff. playing bad. He's playing badly. They're they're oh, okay. Well, I do want to do my research and come back to this next. And week. I, I think um I think it's going to be a matter of time before Son starts finding some proper son, uh, form. I think like before his injury, he was outstanding at it times. Was, yeah. Yes, and you know. When he does come back into form, who's going to drop out? Is it going to be Ericsson or is it going to be Lamella? It's not going to be Ali, I don't think. Ericsson's near as a chopping block. If, uh, yeah, I'll, exactly. I'll, I'll concede that he's not played well, but I think um, it's important for Spurs to get the best out of him. I mean, last season, um, Ericsson didn't miss many games. No. Um, his numbers are up there with, um, I think, only Ozil, Hazard and... Um, Ozil, Hazard and... I think it's Silva only got better numbers in him. Yeah. Got 11 um, league goals in him last Yeah, season. exactly. So, um, so there's definitely... Um, I mean, there's definitely room in our team for Ericsson all day long. Payet is an, imp- imp- an improvement, I-, I would say, and based on this season's form, definitely. And he, w- he would, we could probably pick him up for 20 mil. Yeah, for 29 years old, then. Man. It'd be worth it just to annoy West Ham fans that much. Well, there is that, yeah. yeah. I'd pay 30 million just for that, to be honest. Yeah. But I'd, I'd like to talk about our equalising goal because I thought that showed quite a lot of character. Because the, as um, we were waiting to take centre and they were they were fucking around, you could see like Lamella, Dyer kind of like talking to everybody, saying, just calm down. Because obviously it was, a, it was completely against the run of play and it shocked us and the stadium, shocked the team in the stadium. But you could see everyone was just like, fuck it, hell. Let's focus and let's do this. And then within 90 seconds we'd scored. And it was actually the first time in the game where we actually passed and moved the ball quickly. The little manoeuvre, I think it was yeah. Kane who had the shot. It was nice, crisp, one-touch passing, which had, which had been lacking. And I think that's... That's a really good sign about our team's mental strength. That's a great sign, but Ali was at fault for the goal. And um, his form, it's, it's been a bit quiet in the last few games. I mean, even Leicester in the FA Cup, in, in the league during the week, he's another one of the quiet game. I mean, I think, um, I don't expect him to play in the FA Cup. If he does, I'd be very, very surprised if he, if he does. Yeah, I completely agree with your point. I think that's why we're so lucky to have Pochettino, because you mentioned like Dyer and Lamella. These are young players. But the, the thing he's instilled on them is like he's getting them playing like players in their prime, you know, mm. that kind of mentality. And we're just so lucky to have that. I mean, what's Dyer, like 21 years old and he's playing like a fucking 
you know, 28-year-old international midfielder at the moment like for us. So I think that's great of what Pochettino's achieved with that. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Ali's a young guy. His form is going gonna, is, is gonna to have bigger, like, dips than, oh, of course. than like, a normal kind of, like... It's going to be loads of, loads of peaks and troughs, and he started yeah. pretty much every game. So um, I think at some point maybe he'll need to... Um, I think maybe he would not just give him a show him a little bit because he's had his new contract, he's had his England appearance, he's had all the hype. Yeah. Maybe sometimes just a little bit take him out of the limelight. And a journo said he's um it's meant to be like running away with the votes for young player of the yeah. year. Yeah. Yeah. How, how, who else can it be? Lukaku is a pretty he's yeah. pretty young isn't he? but Don't say really what I think you're gonna say. Lukaku ain't allowed. Yeah. Why, 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 why? <laughs> you, you told me not to say what you thought of Lukaku. Like, yeah. You asked me to say it. Because you, you, you said it, didn't you? No, I didn't say he it. He was I, born in Belgium. I'm not saying... Don't don't put words in my mouth. I was about to say he's been around for too long to be, con- to con- be considered young player of the year. Well, he's I know, still young enough. No, I get that. I understand that. But he's a fully-fledged, you know what I mean, Premier League player now. Fuck him. He can't have it. Deli A's having it. Why, why, why do you assume I'm going to go... Do the racist stuff <laughs> because you always that's do. for you, that's for you and me, yeah? not for the fucking people that listen to the pod. That's our personal. That's because I know how much you like it, <laughs> you enjoy it. They tell me the day you tell me you don't enjoy it, I'll stop. <laughs> that's a bit hard to say about that. All right, um, well, now talk, talk about the second half. Um, yeah, I mean, even the Ericsson second goal was, was fortuitous, as we said, but um, which goal came first? Is it Dembele or Ericsson? Dembele. Yeah, so, um, I mean, at that point, it looked a little bit precarious. When once the Ericsson goal went in, we just kind of relaxed and just took over the game. Uh, for, I felt. Yeah, it was fucking. Uh, we we did everything in the final third that we couldn't in the second half that we couldn't do in the first. Yeah. and we probably could have had more. Four one was a fair reflection on how the game went, and I I, I did worry when Van Arnholt scored against uh, Tottenham because I thought <laughs> I thought that. It, this is uh, that you know that familiar feeling. It was too early for them. You know they scored too early. Absolutely, but don't tell me you didn't think. Fuck. I wasn't worried. Do you know what I thought really? of? No. Nah. Do you know what I thought of? Aladaz's fat fucking cunt face at the yeah. end of the game. Yeah. Saying yeah, you know, out tactics, Pochettino, didn't I? His fucking outfit was just. It's I don't like see it, what it was. Those grey trousers and that jacket. Fuck me. I've got so much love for Dembele at the moment. I think, like, next time I have sex with a girl, I'm going to wear a make a number 19 shirt and just retain, <laughs> just retain possession throughout the whole thing. <laughs> that is what Dembele would do. Like, just get a compass and put yeah. lights in her pack. Because, <laughs> like, he's finally getting that killer instinct which he's been missing for so long. Because, honestly, like, on the ball, he's one of the best players in the world on the football, but he's finally getting that, like, killer instinct and turning it into goals. I and think he's scored as many this season as he's scored in the last. Yeah, yeah, long. exactly. Don't just go back to what T said. Put number scratch number nineteen <laughs> into a back with a compass. Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck are you into? I'm just, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I, I black out when I have sex. <laughs> I just wake up in a bloody mess. <laughs> it's like oh. a required to get mad in these denders. <laughs> I just don't remember. <laughs> um, but, but yeah, don't what, Sorry, don't <laughs> Yeah. Who were you man of the matches? Dembele for you? Uh, I thought Dembele was man of the match, but I was really pleased with Trippier. I thought he had a really good game as well. And like he is starting to finally show that like, he's a good player. And like that volley cross in the first half was fucking incredible as well. That was fucking awesome. Do you remember I tipped for player of the year? No. For Tottenham? He did, he did too. Who did I pick? Trippier. Trippier. I did. 
But just because just because he's he's able to play fullback competently against Sunderland doesn't mean he's going to be England's next right back. I saw something in him and I doubted myself and I should never doubt myself because I'm down, always right. Nah, man, come on. He's not that. He's he played all right. He played okay. You're, I don't think he's no. He's not answer to anything. You're loaning me apology at the end of the season, buddy. Okay. Apparently, only Ericsson lost the ball more than he did in that game. All right, fuck um, it. But um, but. Trippier did do well. He did very well. Um, I don't think he's. I don't think he's going to replace Walker anytime soon. But the, the encouraging thing about Saturday's game was he actually played right back on Saturday because Watford he was a wing back. Yeah, yeah. yeah so yeah. that doesn't count. That's, yeah. that's that's essentially what he does anyway. But, but I thought um, on Saturday he did he, he did very well. But my man of the match would be be Dembele. Yeah, I think Trippier. He did have it. He had Danny Graham and Billy Jones, I think, up no. against him. So it wasn't. No, like, Jones and was Van Arnholt. Van Arnholt, no, oh, okay. The new um, Roberto Carlos. Yeah, yeah. yeah, he skinned Trippier for, for his goal as well. He skinned Ali. He skinned Ali. Wherever, he ran past, he ran past Trippier <laughs> at some point during that goal. <laughs> uh, your man of the matches? Moussa Dembele. Oh, you got Dembele? I was going to say, I'm not happy about yeah. the song. What song? There's the Seven Nation Army to it, to it. Yeah. Oh, it's going off yeah. in the bricklayers. I, well. I don't like it. I prefer Close the one you, the one you used to scream out a few I, seasons yeah, back. Yeah, I don't know. I don't like that now. Or the Black Betty one. Yeah, yeah. That, yeah that's you know, the little song I like is you know, Free Nelson Mandela, like Free Musa Dembele. I think that's like that. Free <laughs> Musa Dembele. <laughs> Free <laughs> Musa Dembele. Tell <laughs> 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 Free him on the other team. Free him on them. Free him. Be free! <laughs> so we don't have him captured anywhere. We did for a couple of seasons, but now now he's been released. No, but he, by he, the, he was um, captured by his own mind. By the renegade. His mind captured him, but he's been freed. He's been liberated by Mauricio Pochettino. It's funny, because so. in summer he was linked with fucking Sunderland. Oh, exactly, right? yeah, yeah, for 80 million, I remember that. And now look at him now, he's like, I'm in Simpson. No one even batted hard when yeah. he's linked it, to it, Napoli it, as well. If Dembele had went to Sunderland, that would have been worse than the apartheid. We'd be fucked as well. We'd be like middle of the I agree. That would have been, I agree, yeah. Catastrophic. Um, yeah, I like that, T. Yeah, it's a, a good segue to Windy. Free Moose and Dembele. <laughs> when we get another Moose and Dembele, we're going to have to come up with some, like, double Moose and Dembele song or something, aren't mm. we? Like, we all team with a team. Well, it doesn't really work, does it? <laughs> we all team with a team because too many syllables. Has there been any, any, other, uh, play, any other teams that have had two players of the same name? I know there's, like, there's like five... Walker to- Peters. Yeah. yeah. I, like, I remember there's that famous chant about Andy Gorman who got schizophrenia. Andy Gorman, yeah. Yeah. There's only two Andy Gorman. <laughs> 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 that was only one Andy Gorman. Football <laughs> fans are so sensitive, aren't they? Yeah. Mental illness, there's a thing about it. Yeah. We actually would have two players of the same name. But uh, there's like five Tommy Smiths in the Championship. Really? Yeah, playing for different clubs. But It's yeah. like, do you remember when um, John Collins for Fulham signed oh, Collins shit. John? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That was brilliant. Collie. Okay, that's it for the first half, and now we've got Windy, who's been, I don't know if anyone's noticed, tweaking his, his updates. They're not updates anymore, he, he delivers some of the, he's got a depth of knowledge about you football. Yeah, and, and it's unleashing it. And he is unleashing it, and it's, it's, it's much improved. It's, it's like a little sugar pack, that in between each half, you know those little gel packs? Like yeah. a, ta- like a yeah. tab of acid. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'd love to see Windy on acid. <laughs> <laughs> the last person in the world that I've bought to take it. You could do that for his next youth update. Like, the, the, do the great thing about acid is you can probably get someone to take it without knowing exactly. quite easily. Exactly. So, um, yeah, next, next cop fest. It's not cool spiking people's No, it definitely isn't cool, but I'm no, pretty sure Windy won't do anything <laughs> to me when he... When, <laughs> 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 Love Cosby. <laughs> yeah. Windy about to draw the fucking knowledge, blood. I said, 
Hi, Windy here, back with the weekly youth update, looking at our young players and players out on loan. Starting off the loan players, the main news this week is that Nathan Ottawa's loan spell at Rangers has ended early. He was due to be there for the whole season, but the loan's been cancelled. It seems that this is due to the lack of game time recently. I mean, obviously the loan started well, he was in the team, and you've probably seen all the vines of his various bits of skill in different matches. The Rangers fans were quite taken with him at the start, but over time this has changed somewhat. Whether that's due to him being kicked or just a dip in his confidence, who knows. But he has returned to Spurs early and I imagine we'll look to get him out back on loan to a League One or League Two club over here. In other news, Connor Ogilvy and Grant Ward both played. DeAndre Yedlin couldn't play because he was playing against Spurs and Dominic Ball was an unused sub for Rangers. Moving on to the youth teams, the under-18s have been at the Copa Chivas tournament in Guadalajara in Mexico. They haven't done very well this year, uh, which is no great surprise to me given the problems with the under-18 side. We drew the first match with uh, Mexican side Club Atlas and Marcus Edwards scored in that game. We then lost 2-0 to Pachuca uh, before losing the third game 2-0 to River Plate when Charlie Owens was sent off. We have one more game to go, 9am local time on Tuesday morning, where we play CD Universidad Catolica of Chile. The under-21s drew 2-2 with Man City today, that's Monday. The game was meant to be played at the Lamex in Stevenage, but was moved to Hotspur Way in the afternoon. Um, the main interesting team news was that Cameron Carter-Vickers and Harry Winks were both left out of the squad. Rumour has it that they might be involved in the Leicester game on Wednesday. Uh, the goal scorers this week were Shaq Coulthurst and Emmanuel Sanupe. Hugo Ekiog was absent, not sure about that one. And so Matt Wells was leading the team. I was really pleased to see that Luke Amos played in central midfield, his preferred position. And Anton Walks played alongside him as a number eight, not as number ten this week. And it did sound as though he played well. Matt Wells said after the match, given the way we played in the second half, particularly in the first 20 minutes of that period when I thought we were outstanding, we could perhaps have taken more from the game. We asked for a lot more urgency at half-time and the players gave us that, but the disappointing aspect was the counter-attacks. We had a lot of overload situations with 4v2 or 5v3, where if we picked the correct pass or had slightly more detail on the pass, then we would have created more goal-scoring opportunities. We probably should have won in that period. So it sounds like a good performance from the boys this week. Hopefully that's the start of something good. Last bit of news is that uh, Tanganga, Brown and Shishua have all been included in the England under-17 squad for a tournament that's going to go on in Portugal called the Algarve Tournament. We'll be playing Portugal, Germany and the Netherlands in uh, that tournament. I have a couple of questions. Firstly, from the forum, Pleb asks, do we have any up-and-coming young strikers to call up? And who do you think could be signed as a striker during this window? In terms of young strikers, the only one really who's anywhere near close is Shane Harrison. I've not seen a great deal of Shane Harrison over the last 12 months for various reasons, but he looks to have shot up and gained a lot of strength, which he really needed to do because uh, he was struggling up against some big centre-backs for the under-18s and under-21s. He clearly has ability and was prolific at under 16 level in particular um, I've heard that Pochettino likes him and they want to integrate him into the first team squad over the next 18 months so watch this space on that one 
In terms of who we could sign, I think the signing of Moussa Dembele, as, as rumoured, would be a good one. There are a couple of other good young strikers in the Football League. I'd like to take that approach and sign someone um, for the future with perhaps a stopgap coming in on loan um, to help tide things over. Another question from Javad Movahedi on Facebook. He says, do we have any good goalies coming through the academy? By good, I mean good enough to replace Vorm and be a number two to Lloris. We've been pretty lucky with um, not just Lloris's consistent brilliance, but the fact that he hasn't picked up many injuries. And I would be concerned about throwing, for example, Luke McGee in as a second-choice keeper and then having to give him Premier League games. I mean, you've seen with Newcastle this year how, how problematic it's been when their first-choice keeper's been injured and they've been playing youngsters. It really can cause a bit of a crisis of confidence in a, in a central defence in particular. So I, I would say at the moment, at this point, I wouldn't feel comfortable enough with any of our young, young goalkeepers um, playing Premier League football. I would say they certainly all need a loan first. That's it for this week. If you're interested in more young players, follow me on Twitter at WindyCoys. That's Coys for Come On You Spurs. Second half of the Fighting God podcast. Thank you very much, Windy. Cheers, Windy. Well done, Windy. Thank you. Leicester, replay, obviously, yeah. and Palace. Yeah, Palace are in very poor form. They are. They've lost four on the bounce, haven't they? They've not scored a goal in league goal since Stoke, which is in December. Fucking hell, really? Yeah. Did they sign a striker? No, but Bamford left under a cloud, didn't he? Yeah, Blassie has been injured, hasn't he? As well, yeah, Blassie has been injured, yeah. And um, Conor Wickham's not happening for them. Murray scored a couple of goals for Bournemouth, could have done with him. And um, their goalkeeper's letting everything in. And I, I have a theory that... This is a, this is a sound theory that if you're named after a drink, you're a shit footballer. So I've got Wayne Hennessy. Yep. Yep. I've got Lloyd Remy after like you know the rum, the the, the Remy, brandy. Yeah, I got Russell Martin. He's the like you know Remy Martin. <laughs> ben Foster. Ben Foster. <laughs> Mikael Beck, who played for Middlesbrough, who was proper shit as well. And then the good no, but the good thing is though, because if they drop Hennessy, who's an alcoholic drink, it means they've got to put in Speroni, which sounds like Peroni. Peroni. <laughs> He's fucking yeah. shit as well. If you've got too much time, you've <laughs> nailed it. Nailed it. Yeah. Fact. To be fair. <laughs> End of. Talking about drinking, Anthony Bill on Twitter asks, what method does Billy have? Um, or what does he recommend for consuming alcohol discreetly on the train to Leicester? Because it's a dry train. I've actually got a pretty foolproof plan for this, right? You go to McDonald's, get a McDonald's breakfast in the morning, get a drink, drink the drink, obviously. I'm not a PR guy for McDonald's, by the way. This is the second time I keep, <laughs> keep fucking mentioning them on the show. Go to McDonald's, keep the ice in, fill it up with drink, put the lid back on, boom. Sorted. Have you tried this before? I have tried it lots of times and it works every time. So there but you it's go. an evening game. I'd have to go for the fucking lunch menu then, but you know. Just go large, go large. Yeah, go large, drink. Oh, you do go fill large. It, fill it up with vodka. Oh. Vodka? Yeah, fucking vodka, you know. Have you ever just gone out and had a couple of drinks, Bill, and, and just <laughs> and gone home? I'm not about that life, no. <laughs> no. But you're, uh, people haven't listened to the pod that you was on before. You obviously, not obviously, because no one, this doesn't exist in the human race other than you. You don't get hangovers. You've ne- you don't, know, don't, what, get hangovers, you don't so know what it, it feels like yeah. to have a hangover. So I have no repercussions, so I just go, you know. Well, there are there must be some repercussions to getting that yeah. steaming. Yeah, I can never remember the games. That's one of wrong repercussions. Which fifty-fifty of that's a good thing or bad yeah. thing or not, to yeah. be honest. It's like Bill Murray. You go to sleep, and then next day you just wake up. Yeah, like that. It's what? like on. Uh, I went what? out for my, for my birthday on Friday, 
Uh, got in at 4am, woke up at 8.30am to go and drink at Spurs. It was right as rain. So. What, you don't even feel tired? Don't even feel tired. What, from lack of sleep, either? No, I'm like a superhuman, honestly. Yeah, he is a superhero. Yeah. He is born like 10, 15 years too late in the 90s. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it would have been a relief. Yeah, I know. Have you ever talked to the doctor about this? Um, I should probably get tested to see if there can be like some kind of miracle hangover cure they can take from yeah. my you be so DNA rich. or something like that. But, yeah. but don't, because if the system knows, they'll lock you away, mate. As I always say, though, it would be a shame to waste it, wouldn't it? So it really would. Take advantage. Gotta take advantage. Yeah, and you do. And to do that, you do put fucking vodka in a McDonald's cup. I've literally got, a, literally got a bottle of Jägermeister in my hand right now. I'm sitting there drinking a practically empty bottle and of Jägermeister. And I am responsible for 30 kids tomorrow, so... <laughs> so it's good that you have that superpower. Yeah. But there's going to be tons of people on the train just with McDonald's cars now. <laughs> Presuming they all listen to the podcast. Obviously they do. Um, yeah, Leicester replay. I'm just, I, despite how well Spurs have played this season, I'm not looking forward to this game at all. It's like a month. All we've done is talk about fucking Leicester. I know. It feels like Unbelievable. Yeah. Do you remember is... when we didn't used to play Leicester and now we play them like literally every other week? God, I can't remember not playing Leicester. Like I just want them game. to fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> just fuck off, Leicester. Yeah. I, you know, in sport, there's some people who are just your nemesis, you know, like, um, I mean, Pacquiao's beaten Marquez, but he's never beaten him clearly. And it feels like that with us and Leicester. We just never seemed to beat them. I mean, we beat them last season four. And even that was a bit, even though. Yeah, they, even they, that was a clusterfuck. Yeah, they beat us in the FA Cup as well last season. Yeah, yeah they did 2 1. Did a double over them last <laughs> season as well in the league, but it wasn't really yeah, We played really bad away, didn't we? Yeah. I mean, just beat them 2 1, I think. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Kane scored, didn't he? Yeah. It's like when we actually when we played Burnley in the FA Cup last year, I think we drew with them and then yeah. played them in the league and then played them in the FA Cup again. So it's really annoying. What do you think? I mean, we're in the same situation as the time we played them last week or the week before in the. Do you, do you think like the the Colchester draw changes anything? Because I mean, if we go full strength against Leicester on Wednesday, then we have got Colchester. I mean, we could have a real shot at the FA Cup, you know? Yeah. Well, this is the question: is Do you think w- w- would you, if you was manager? I think you know, I'm, I'm, I'd fucking love to win the FA Cup. So I think you know, go for it. We've yeah. got the squad what, to play. Kane. Yeah, just fucking go for it. Beat play Leicester away. Beat Colchester. Beat Crystal Palace. Fuck them all. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that that's what everyone wants. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but. Uh, what do you think Pochettino's going to do? Uh, by the way, is it Pochettino? Have I been saying Pochettino. it wrong? Because I've, I've heard Pochettino. him referred to by pundits multiple ca- times as Pochettino. Who's that, David Plea? <laughs> Who was it? It's Pochettino. I think it was Chris Powell. Chris Powell. I've never heard of him. He was a yid as well, by, by the way. I didn't he think. is, yeah, he is. I didn't know. He was on um, a match of day two, the weekend. And they asked, they asked him, I think they asked him a question about Spurs. And he goes, well, as a Spurs fan. And I was like... Nice. Fucking love you, Chris Powell. Yeah, yeah, and he was well dressed, had a smedley on. Just like a normal guy, if he says he's a Spurs fan, it ups the percentage that you love him by about fifty oh, percent at least. One percent. Yeah. Yeah. By the same token, meeting an Arsenal fan, yeah, exactly. you just realise I'm not going to like you. We're, we're from a different planet. They usually give it away by wearing like a fucking scrum cap to a football game or something. Yeah, wears like Wally yeah. fucking scarf, <laughs> captain's <Yeah>. armband, <laughs> cunts, but, or the check helmet. Talking about mugging Arsenal fans off. Did you see the? I think it happened last season, but it only come to light on Twitter this, this oh, yeah, season. Oh, yeah, not even going to text. The, the Murtasacker song. Yeah. Mate! Mate! Bad! <laughs> Fuck me! Well, you know what? I just keep thinking of the Deli Ali chant. I was thinking. Well, yeah, no. Don't get me wrong. They're, they're more cunts for their one than our one. But. It was just so minty. The way it was proper. Proper. It was like, what are you doing? And they, the people were videoing it. Like, mm. this is quality. Let's get this out on the internet so everyone can see what great Hold support. On. Full on backseat sniffers to a man. 
What's that? No, let's not go into it. Deviants. Deviants, yeah. But just fucking... That was, uh... Sorry. <laughs> Barney breaking off a piece of uh, dark chocolate, 85% cocoa. That's true. I meant to do it subtly, I'm so sorry. I might nick a bit in a bit. Um... Yeah, so anyway, do you, what, what, what would you do if you was Pochettino? Um... <clears throat> I, I would like to be like Billy. You know, I, I wanted to prioritise the FA Cup, but I don't think we're ever going to see a full strength team. I could see Ali making way. I think Trippi will probably get another start at right back. It was odd that Walker wasn't even in the squad. I don't think he's even injured, but, but anyway, I think Trippi will probably start that game um, against Leicester. Um, ideally, I want to settle it in 90 minutes, though. Yeah. We could really do about the extra half hour. Oh, I, wanted, now, yeah. I wanted the Leicester game to be tomorrow, be on a Tuesday, you know, give us extra so, days rest so, against Palace. It's quite funny, like, the irony of two teams in a similar position yeah. playing again in the FA Cup and, like, both playing no full-strength teams and then having a replay, so they both got to play each other again. Like, yeah. It's, like, funny the way it works out. Based on the fact we've seen Leicester loads over the last couple of weeks, do you think that they will finish top four? Are they going to take they our place? Really, no, I always used to believe before Christmas that um, they would definitely drop off. But I mean, they've come through Christmas. They've played some really tough games. I don't think they haven't hardly lost any of them. Really they haven't hard. lost, but they haven't won. And yeah. they've played that well, really. They drew against Villa, and before the Spurs game, they hadn't they even scored, scored a goal. Three, yeah, yeah. Mm. they beat Chelsea, didn't they? They, yeah, they did beat, beat Chelsea. Us. Yeah. I don't think I don't think they can hang on. I think they're on a little bit of a wobble. A little bit of a wobble. Beating us was a bit of a freak result. I don't think I don't think they can do it. I see Liverpool linked twenty five million for Vardy. That's yeah. hilarious. And Shane Long as well. They're after as well. Like they can, I, I, I like Shane Long. They're getting linked with all these terrible players. Like they bought Corker, which is fucking weird in itself. But yeah, yeah that is no. a bit of a weird one. They bought, bought, uh, they bought Rob Green. Did you say? Did you say <laughs> is that what you said? Yeah, it looks like it's going to happen. What? Hilarious. Yeah, it's brilliant. Liverpool are going to sign Rob Green. So they get quasi. They've got like bringing like the relegation triumvirate together. Like the three players <laughs> that have been relegated the most. It's like the perfect Bermuda triangle of relegation. Triumvirate. Triumvirate. That's the one. Yeah, the Latin word. Mm. Yeah. yeah, they've gone from like getting Klopp and being linked with like Goethe to fucking signing Stephen Corker. It's like... And they're playing him up front. As yeah, well. exactly. Twice. Twice. <laughs> Stephen Corker. Um, Mignolet just. I don't want to talk about Liverpool. But it's good to laugh at them. It's, it's, it's great. In fact, but Mignolet's just signed a five and a half million deal. <laughs> Stealing so, a living. So they want, they've just signed Mignolet. They've got Bogdan as well, who's fucking shit. He's <laughs> so bad. Bogdan is a legend. <laughs> it's most, he shouldn't be a professional footballer. I mean, look at the state of him. But I don't know how you could be a professional goalkeeper and be unable to catch the ball. Surely that is like one of the requirements that you can catch it. Well, you're, you're the goalkeeper among us. Is it a requirement? Yeah, it's a big, it's a <laughs> crucial part of it. <laughs> I saw they did that thing on their official Snapchat where they had like a picture of Bogdan with the ball in his hands going like the hashtag safe hands and you, you get what you deserve for doing that kind of thing. So. Yeah. Did you, see the, did you see the responses from Liverpool's Twitter? <laughs> Liverpool, it, was, it was on par with when Rose signed the new deal yeah. for Spurs and I'm embarrassed by that. That turned out well though, so you, know, yeah. you never know. It's just, just do it again. It isn't going to abuse Ali. It doesn't even look like a keeper. Is there, are there any Spurs players that would sign a new contract now that would get abuse if, if they, they were given a five-year deal? Fazio. Fazio. <laughs> yeah, to be Fazio. fair. Can you imagine? He's, that, he's in that chair next to Pochettino. Fazio <laughs> signs a new five. How long, how long has he got? Can you imagine what his signature looks like? Yeah. You know, what, you'd see young kids, I'm sure. That yeah, would be, yeah. uh, it wouldn't even be completely through the line. Speaking of kids, what is this note you've got in oh, front just, of us? This is, um, this is in my pocket, right? This is, I don't know why I've got, got this, but it says, um, this is from today. It says, you're the best teacher ever, you're the kindest person ever, and always know what to do. Aww. But the thing is, the kid has used the wrong yours, so he's a fucking cunt. Well, this... <laughs> I was about, I was about to point out that is bad fucking teaching. That. You can fuck off, mate. You can get out of my class, mate. 
I don't care if you're nine. You don't use the wrong you are in my class. But that is a lovely thing. Yeah, yeah. No, and that's what, yeah, that's why I do love the job more than anything, really. Despite what I say on Twitter, I do love it more than anything. Yeah. And obviously do a good job, because you're getting little notes yeah. like that. Bit weird, no, this is Actually, this is... I, I wrote this to myself. left <laughs> 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 hand. Yeah. Yeah. I've been thinking, because I'm, I'm thinking about getting into, like, football management, but I don't have any kids, like, to, to coach. <laughs> so it's just a bit weird if you start coaching Yeah, but just, uh, can I coach your kids' <laughs> yeah, football? Yeah, how does Billy get away really with it? I love that, you but can do no, it. But have you not got, like, a school football team? Yeah, I've got a football, I do a football club in the school, and, like, um, I'd like to say, like, I'm, like, Pochettino, put a pressing game in there, but I spend, like, half the time doing up laces. <laughs> 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 it's really hard to coach kids. You can't get them to stand anywhere. So fucking. Is it essentially that like the whole pack run after? Yeah, the ball? exactly. And I, I genuinely do spend like half the time doing up shoelaces. Like that is the reality of it. But um, uh, yeah, we do. I do coach some football, which is cool. I'm just hoping one day one of them makes a professional and they like shout me out. Yeah, thank <laughs> he you. Was a that, he was a teacher that got me into drugs and football. <laughs> <laughs> the perfect footballer. Um, so Palace. Are you worried about them? Because they've never we we haven't got a good, decent result over there since Padre taken took over. I mean, I think, I think we beat them at yeah. home, but they beat us on my birthday last year. They beat us two one. We went one up against them. That's yeah. right. Kane's got a great goal. Stambouli. Yeah. I always like. I think it's the Spurs fan in me. When a team loses four games in a row and we play them, it's like, yep. I don't think oh we're going to beat them. I think they've got to win eventually, haven't they? Like, yeah, it's always us. Yeah. There's something that's been quite interesting with Tottenham recently. Is that have you noticed all of our goals, apart from the Ericsson one, uh, all we're starting to score closer and closer to the goal? Have you noticed this? How we're, nah. we do you remember when we had like a period where we used to have the most goals from long distance? Bale, yeah. Sigurdsson, all these guys Ericsson. were just twatting them. Nowadays we're scoring all our goals from inside the box. Which uh, it's no one else notices peculiarities. No, I'm not so sure. Do you think it's something to do with the way teams are working again, the way we're working the ball into the box now? We're, do, we're definitely doing less pot I think shots. we've been trying. Well, no, I don't think we are. I think we're, we're hitting shots against... Oh, I can't remember. But we basically against... Who did we play last? Sunderland. Sunderland. You're always hitting loads of shots. And against Leicester, and yeah. they're getting, getting blocks. I think I usually think that can be like a sign of frustration, kind of like taking shots from range. So yeah, and I, I think, think it's good that we're scoring from close. It may though. be that you have a point here, and that teams are defending so they're giving us so much respect, packing that central areas. Yeah, that it's much harder to score from range because you're hitting it through just physically so many bodies. Because even Ericsson's equaliser reminded me a lot of um, like Ali's goal against Aston Villa was very similar, and Ericsson's goal against Leicester was very similar as well. Mm. We're getting a lot. We're working the ball into the box, and we're picking up the scraps and burying them from close range. Yeah. I think I think Ericsson's equaliser was an example of us moving the ball and forcing players out of their out of position. Yeah. yeah. And just the movement of our of our players. So the yeah, commenta- the commentator during the game said um he said that there's no way with Spurs moving the ball like we did that that Sunderland will have the discipline not to be pulled out of position. It takes one mistake. And actually as it turned out, there was three or four mistakes. We scored our goals basically through mistakes. You know, the that Defender came on and he had a horrendous time. Yeah, was he the one that tried to block? I would say tried. He yeah. literally lifted his leg and turned the body. Well, yeah. That was horrendous. It's like he farted. Yeah, Apparently, that's <laughs> exactly what he's like. He just cocked his leg. You're like, what are you doing, bruv? Apparently he's quite good. According to Raphael Honestein, <laughs> he's going to be okay for them. He's had a he's had a nightmare first game, but apparently he'll be all right. According to Honestein, seemed like he didn't give a fuck. Yeah, was, yeah. He didn't have, didn't look great. What do you guys? Because while we're talking Sunderland, what do you guys think of? Um, you know the way Defoe got like a lot of chance when he was playing against us. Do you, I wasn't are you on board with that, or you I wasn't, I wasn't happy. Mm. But I thought um, when we were four one up, I thought yeah, sing then. But those yeah. or at the end when, of the game when we might lose. Yeah, yeah. I'm, 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 I'm of the school of thought that 
if a player leaves under any circumstances, he becomes the enemy. Mm. Yeah. So ba- Bale, you know, it wouldn't bother me if he got a career-ending injury. Oh, that I'd love much. to call him a cunt in real life. Do you know what I mean? I don't. I'm, I'm not. Bale's one thing because he, he chose to leave us. That's blatant. Yeah. Modric the same, and you know, I don't. His time, Bale was amazing, but his time at Tottenham is done. It's, mm. it's been consigned to history, and that's that. You know, I'm grateful for what he did during the time of the club, but he's, you know, I forget about him now. Um, Defoe is, is a little bit different because I don't think he ever wanted to leave no, Tottenham no. at any time. Certainly, the first time when we sold him to Portsmouth, he even come across like he was a bit hurt. But hurt, sorry. But during the game, I, I wouldn't. I mean, I might have given him a little sing song as he came out if he, at the start. If they subbed him off, yeah, yeah there's that as well. That, but um, you know, we're. Why are you singing for the opposition player for? I mean, they're still playing. Especially when it was, it was, they were singing at 2-1 as well. Yeah. Yeah. a little bit. <laughs> the arrogance had come out then. And that's, that also brings me on to the... Your the, shit. The your oh, shit. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's so. Wendy's favourite song, that, don't <laughs> it? <laughs> we were singing that at 0-0 against Chelsea, weren't we? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't think we're good enough to have the bollocks to claim that anything we're beating is shit. I got it against West Ham because that's they're our enemy and anything that winds them up is good. Yeah. But to just adopt it for every single game yeah, now. Yeah, I think the West Ham game should have just been the birth and the death of that song. It was perfect for the time, but yeah. just put it to bed now. It's, it's not going away though, is it? No, it's no, not. It was fucking hilarious at the time. We'll be losing 2-0 soon and we're still singing that. Yeah. Like, exactly, we're fucking shit. But actually, I, I quite like that. If you're 2-0 down, there's not a problem. <laughs> I see the comedy there. But when you're 1-0 up yeah. and literally... Two minutes of going no, actually, I, I, I saw a stat. I, I fucking hate stats, but I saw an interesting stat recently. Like in terms of the top teams in Europe, we're like one of the most teams. It's been the longest time before we were two 0 down, ever two goals behind in the game. I think it was Stoke away, like fucking day, years ago, like last season, halfway through last season, since we've last been more than two goals down in the game, which is quite interesting, really. Yeah. Um, how, how, what are your feelings about the Palace game? Uh, in terms of you know, you think it's something that we, we'll be able to cope over there? Um, obviously, the atmosphere is is good. Homestyle fanatics are, in my opinion, a fantastic thing. Um, I'll ask you about your opinions on them in a second. But h- how do you think we'll we'll get on at Selhurst? I think they'll probably set up in a similar way as Sunderland. They'll get men behind the ball and look to hit us on the break. And it's it's once again, it's a question of us, not them. It's a question of us taking our opportunities yeah. when we got them, pouncing on their mistakes, and just trying to limit the kind of <coughs> shitty goals that we've been conceding. We haven't been really. Yeah, I suppose even the Sunderland goal was a it was a bit of a fuck up. Just yeah. just minimising our errors and punishing them when we get the opportunity. Yeah, which I is ideally what you do in every game, but I suppose it doesn't always work out. Is well, Balassi yeah. going to be fit for? Well, he's in. He's currently out injured, so I'm not sure. The f- the few times I've actually seen Palace play this season, they've been good at getting into a position where they could create attack. But in the final third, mm. they've been quite wasteful. Their their final delivery from 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 wide, especially. Zahar and, and Balassi who played at the time was just it was bordering on woeful and no doubt they'll, they'll probably both if, if Balassi plays have, have worldies against uh, against Tottenham but actually their quality in the final third is I think I was more worried at the time um, when we played them at the lane earlier in the season because we weren't really in our best form then yeah. and they were at the time they had a really really good away record in the league but now they've gone up, they've gone off the boil completely so um, what do you think about Homesdale Fanatics Billy? About what, sorry? The Homestyle Fanatics. So these are a group of mm, grown men. I don't know why I said that. <laughs> so I'd happily have a, I'd happily have um, a Homestyle Fanatics type thing at Tottenham, but they, they, they essentially turned Selhurst into 
it's, it's known for its atmosphere yeah, now, exactly. purely because of what they what happens in that corner. And I know some of it isn't in keeping with the traditions of English support, you know, the TIFOs and whatnot. I'm not really into TIFOs, not, it's not my thing, but I love atmosphere and I love being able to sing at football. And I think Selhurst Park is probably the best atmosphere in Great Britain, <clears> let alone... <throat> let alone just the Premier League or, or, or England's top four divisions. They've got cheerleaders and they've got an eagle, haven't well, they? That's, yeah, but that's nothing to do with them. But, yeah, they do have cheerleaders. Ironically, there is something horrendous that's going on in the pitch and then something that's very real. Yeah. That eagle winds me up as well. I'm not a fan of that. Yeah, well, I'm a vegetarian, you, you but I just shoot that fucking I'm thing fucking out of the sky. Shut up, to awful cunts. I'm a vegetarian. I've, if, if anyone's got the right to shoot that fucking <laughs> thing, it's me. All right? I don't think I'd be able to hit it, but I'd have a good... I'd I would shoot it and eat gun. it raw on the pitch. <laughs> <laughs> What do you think of them, Bill? There's your fucking eagle! <laughs> now, I've been to a few away games this year with, um, at traditional clubs like Everton, Ooh. Southampton, um, and like the atmosphere, the home atmosphere has been largely awful, like from all of them. Yeah. And so anything that promotes good home atmosphere, that's like, you know, I'm envious of that, man. I'm, I'm all about that. Um, I think White Hart Lane is hit and miss, you know, we can see like the big games Arsenal, Chelsea, West Ham, we get, we get fantastic atmosphere at White Hart Lane, but, you know, other times it's pretty poor as well. So, you know, I think good home atmosphere is... There, we're envious of it, really. I'd there is to. something to be said for traditional support and... and it's, dying, it's dying, no matter where yeah, it is. That's, it is. that's, that's the just thing. the way it's going. It is the way it's going. And there are times at White Hart Lane where it is so good, the atmosphere, that because it's becoming rarer, it's almost the buzz is... Yeah, it does make it more special. But imagine, you know, those Chelsea and Arsenal games last week that White Hart Lane was at, last year was absolutely rocking. Imagine if it was like that every game. Yeah. I'd fucking love that to be honest. I know, but. I know. But is any and it, could you set that for any club other than no, the ones in I don't Germany? Think you could, no. Other than you know Dortmund or whatever, but don't think you could say it about any team in England really. Certainly so, in the top flight, anyway. One of my most hated people on earth is Alan Pardew. Oh, <laughs> fucking you know, Have you ever listened to the the Sponge podcast? The Magic so, Sponge, no. Magic Sponge, yeah. Uh, J- Jimmy Ballard and the comedian with giant teeth, blonde hair, Cockney geezer. Oh yeah, I forget his name. Yeah. He, um, they basically get on, and it's a platform for Jimmy Bullard to be Jimmy Bullard, and it's a massively popular podcast. Actually, he's just started his third series, but Jimmy Bullard hates Alan Pardew, <laughs> like loathes him, and calls him uh, Chocolate Pardew because he would eat himself. He loves himself so much, fucking hates him to bits, and that makes me love Jimmy Bullard because there's something about him that's intensely dislikable. Oh no, he just he reminds me of you know the guy that goes out with your sister that you know is what? a complete and utter wanker. Oh, but he's just got this whole face on because he, he wants the England job, so he's doing everything like to promote himself. But you know deep down, and that, and he knows as well that he's a proper wanker, and you're just waiting for that one mistake for where, where he headbutts a player or he gets caught doing something. Yeah, and the whole thing of hanging out with fans in the pub, it's all a bit of fucking PR stunt, and he needs to get found out soon. He's definitely one of those people that would have sex with your mum and then start calling you a son after, isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> that is what he would be like. That is so, but that it, is it's so funny, it, It's funny, we were talking earlier about um, when you know someone's Spurs, it makes you like them more, but he was Spurs at one point, wasn't he? But he's still a fucking cunt, to be honest. Well, it's the same Spurs. He played one game in the Intertoga mm. Cup, yeah, and it's a game like that. that Spurs <laughs> took so seriously that we nearly got chucked out of European competition. <laughs> For building <laughs> eleven unread, oh, was it? there was well, we registered players on temporary contracts just to get them in that game, just to get just to field a team in that game. So it basically we played. Was it Cologne? Uh, yeah, Cologne. Uh, yeah, Cologne. Cologne. Yeah, it was Cologne. 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 Was, it, was it Cologne or 
Köln. It's the same. Oh, I did the same thing. Yeah, the same. Yeah. Same. That's just the German yeah. way. German. Yeah. I thought yeah. you know about fucking European and <laughs> all that shit. I don't know about German football. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, we played Cologne in the Intertoto in 94. It was 94. 94, yeah. And, um, yeah, he, he, he played and we lost 8-0. Yeah, and I mean, him and Stephen Carr, they're the only two players. Who any Chris else? Day, Stephen Slade. Stephen Slade played. Andy before. Turner. Jamie Clapham. Andy Turner played. Andy Turner. Jamie played. Clapham from Ipswich, he, he played. I mean, really? If you look at it, it's a proper kind of like Sunday league hodgepodge team. Like, yeah. Yeah. like Burn and Aussie, people like that, all these kind of nicknames. Yeah, because they had like um, Tony Poster, didn't they? Like, they had Bodo Ilgner, who won the World Cup with um, Bruno Labbadia, who yeah. used to always make me giggle as a young man playing championship manager. So they had all these like top players and they smashed us 8 0. But he was talking about how. Um, he was out of contracts, like Sean Edison, I gave him a bring in, and I think um, Daniel Wynn, the don't guard as a PA at Tottenham, yeah. showed us a still of um, Pardew in the Hewlett Packard kit. It's felt a bit, felt a bit sick in my mouth when, when I saw that, when I saw that still. That, that, I, uh, that is my most hated Tottenham kit, that Hewlett Packard pony Why? kit. I just, I hated oh, I like it. That kit. I, I hated it the moment I saw it. And it's I hated too, all of the football of that we played time? in it. It's a shit make and a shit sponsor, so I kind of like it. Like. Yeah. Was it because of your age at the time? I don't know. I just uh, the minute I saw it, I, thought, worth kits I think though. I think p- the pony kit mate m- was an issue for me because okay. when we were growing up, pony was yeah. was crap in, 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 in name and yeah, yeah, it was nothing. There's no kudos attached to that brand. I had, I had a pair of pony trainers at the time. They were quite durable. <laughs> Did you get beat up in the? T- they, they were quite durable. <laughs> See, you should have got beat up for yeah, that comment. No one beat me up in school. So. In the playground, in my playgrounds, if we went to a proper hard school as I did, pony matchstick. And New Balance. New Balance is pretty bad. Jordash. Green Flash. Dunlop. Yeah. What? Jordash were kind of. Um, I don't Fila. Fe- oh, no, oh, no, whoa, no. whoa, 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 whoa. Oh, he showed his age. What the fuck? Yeah. How, Billy, how old are you in low He's 20s? He's under 30. He's under 30. I'm 26. 26. What the fuck? Fila were amazing. Do you remember high tops? The Fila high tops? Yeah, I remember them. The suede high tops? I had blue and green pair. Mine's a petrol blue. Billy, you need to apologise right now. That's I'm sorry, fucking... sorry for Fila. If, if you was a proper roadman, as I was when I was <laughs> when I was 13, I had a pair of Fila. All the roadmen at my school were uh, Fubu. Do you remember Fubu? Yeah, yeah. I remember that, Four yeah. Us By Us. <laughs> is, is it Four Us By Us? Yeah, that's what is I said. It? That's what I, said. That's I didn't even know that, to be honest. Does that mean just, just for people of colour? Yes. What? Didn't know that. Bit racist. Not yeah. really, no. no. <laughs> Should we get into this? No. Is that like what? Because <laughs> I was I, going to buy one. Yeah, I like yeah. A naf naf jumper. I had feelers shoes. Naf naf jumper. I heard naf naf was like a racist thing as well. Really? It. it was yeah. SPX and British Knights. Anyway, we're digressing. They're talking about football <laughs> It was British Knights. The one it had the KKK. Yeah, yeah. yeah you, you, you cut the soul open. It had like uh, K- thank you N word for Barnard. There was also the one with Marlboro cigarettes. Yeah. Back. <laughs> if you look closely to this day, you can still see two little Ku Klux scan. Yeah. yeah. And if you turned it upside down as well, it said something. The, the no one remembers. It, it, was, it said horrible Jew. Yeah. Yeah, that's what it said. Yeah. Any more, um, you know, tweet us. <laughs> racist. <laughs> racist wasn't brands. The, wasn't it the guy that worked Tommy Hilfiger. The, you know, the he said, Tommy Hilfiger top on. What's wrong with that? <laughs> he, said, he said, does it want black people wearing his garments? <laughs> Did he? That? I don't know. Oh, I thought you meant me. I was like, what? Tommy Hilfiger said it. Tommy Hilfiger also said that if someone shoplifts his gear, he doesn't mind because it's free advertising. Yeah, totally. So sensible racist. But I was There's a few of those. Also a pretty poor business model to run this up on it, right? If everyone steals your stuff. Yeah. There was the guy that did the Love Heart sweets who actually put racist messages on all the sweets. <laughs> no, that's not true. It's that's not true. That can't be true. Playground rumors. Yeah. Don't bring that shit to the fighting cock. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, I'm bullying again. I'm really sorry. Uh, questions. Dan Arlington from Reddit. He says, with Poch having... 
If Poch having interesting timing for his shits. He did. Who's what's the most awkward time you've had to go and see a man about a horse? Is that what that expression means? I've not I've never I've heard that. I was see a man before. about a dog, and that's just having something to do other than buying drugs. Now. Yeah, whatever. Oh. Well, I'm seeing a lady. And oh, he, really? Not, well, the same, the same lady. Um, but it's too early in our relationship to talk about things like buying and having yeah. poos and stuff. Um, so every time I'm with her for a prolonged time is the most awkward time. I <laughs> spend most of it try poisoning myself. Do you get stomach aches? Yeah, stomach yeah, aches. Man. Not just that, just the uncomfortable enough, just needing to fart, but just yeah. can't. Because you can't, you just, you just can't. And I hope there never comes a time in my relationship with her that I'm comfortable enough to do that. Because what? fuck it, horrible. You have I've to. never been about, I've never been that guy either. I can't do that. I don't want to. If I hear her do it, fucking relationship's over. And I know that makes me childish. I get that, but I don't care. It's just a natural part of life, man. I know. Speaking to the man who blocked up a toilet. <laughs> that was amazing. <laughs> you blocked up your own toilet. It, it was... Do you know what? I, was, I'm thinking But left about it for hours. What are you thinking? It was like the Bismarck. It was so <laughs> special. <laughs> so special, but it sunk my toilet. It was... You take a selfie with is it, Bismarck... Man. Is Bismarck the, the giant ship? The giant ship. <laughs> the, 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 the one German that, ship. The German ship that they thought was unsinkable. Yeah. yeah. That's amazing. I honestly... I. I never had so much joy I felt like a, you know like an emperor penguin I just produced something <laughs> and it was really satisfying I was watching YouTube and then I went to flush the toilet and it just wouldn't have it it couldn't it couldn't cope with it but I told you what to do immediately yeah you use a mop and you left it for hours well I went out shopping hoping uh, that the water would like you know <laughs> just break it up yeah. and something but it didn't this is disgusting yeah it's bad. anyway it's what, question, what's it? the question what's the I mean what, what's the answer you gave one um, what you got nothing else I can't think of anything immediately, but I'll go. But tomorrow morning, Arsenal tickets go on sale, and I reckon I'm going to be in the queue. And I'm going to need to go for a shit while I'm in the queue. Take your laptop with you. <laughs> yeah, but the Wi-Fi, the Wi-Fi signal in my toilet is so poor. Once you close the door in the cubicle, you get no bloody signal. So, um, all right, I can foresee that. Move on, unless you got something, Bill. No, I've done all manner of things in toilets, but never. Um, I can't do that. I can only do it at home. I can't really do anything. I, I go anywhere. Yeah. I can do a line in any toilet, but I can't do it for <laughs> shit in any toilet. I can only yeah, do it at home. Fair enough. Um, Nikhil Saglani, who asks, Wenger spoke about the influence of social media on football. Do you think blogs, Twitter have affected us on a wider basis? What do you mean on a wider basis? Well, maybe outside of football, just in, right, fuck that. in general. What about football general, like in, in social media or football? I mean, that, Billy, how do you... Because you, obviously it's a big part of your life. It's a big part of all our lives. To be honest, without social media, the fighting cop wouldn't exist. Um, so that's a positive aspect for us. But does it negatively or positively impact your experience? No, I've always had very positive influences. I mean, like... Um, most of the people I now go to Spurs games with, I've met from Twitter. Yeah. I think it's a great. It's one of those things that whatever you get out, you put into it, you get out of it. It's like at the end of the day, you follow people who you want to follow. Like if you're follow, if you're sat there complaining about the people you follow, then just fucking unfollow them. You know, um, they might but, be upset. But most, of them, yeah, they probably will. But most of the people I go to games with now, I've met from Twitter. I've met some like real close friends from Twitter. Mm. So you know, I'm a, I'm a big fan of what it's done. Um, I think it can have its negatives. Like, I mean, we see like it gives everyone a voice when ne not necessarily they deserve to have that kind of voice. I mean, when you see the reactions to Spurs teams put out and losses and stuff, it's like you it, know, make, it reaffirms why you hate most people. Yeah, exactly. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm of the firm belief that 
any good people hates most of the people on Earth because most of the people on Earth are fucking yeah. pricks. I mean, look at what we've done to the world, right? If you take the Tottenham Twitter as a microcosm of people in general around the world, you pretty much sum up why we shouldn't be allowed such a beautiful place as Earth. Yeah. <laughs> or to be able to support a beautiful club like Tottenham. Yeah. Exactly. So if Tottenham's the world, then it kind of gives you... Uh, it's just the, the shit that comes out. And you're right about who you follow. Because I, I managed to whittle mine down to a group of people, and it's something like over 300, who don't cause me any shit or any headaches or, 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 or cause any annoyance at all. And to be honest, when I do read something that I intensely dislike or winds me up, I just do unfollow. And that's the, the adult way to go about business. If someone upsets you <laughs> intensely... No, in, it's to have a big Twitter war. So yeah, yeah, yeah that's, the, that's the adult thing. <laughs> that's the worst <laughs> way to... That's how these settle arguments, have a big Twitter war. <laughs> Brilliant. Yeah. Or we'll take, we'll take the coward's way out and mute them. That's like the, oh, I'll we'll take a yeah. picture of someone else, to be fair. <laughs> I've got about five or six mutes. Yeah. I've got loads of mutes. There's no, no, there's, there's, there's people who, who I like and, and I respect their opinion about Tottenham, but there's certain things I just can't... Abide by political some. views, for example. Yeah, maybe. Um, but they, you know, there's they say that hell is other people and um, Sartre Twitter, said that. Well, whoever he is, I've never heard of him. <laughs> but but I'm um, now Twitter is like the seventh circle of hell, as a, based on that, <laughs> based on that saying. I mean, you know, because yeah. um, as Billy said earlier, when it gives everyone a voice, and not everyone deserves a voice, and everyone deserves an opinion, <laughs> exactly. yeah. especially Dodge Spurs, and um, it's like. I think now it's almost everything is done down to the minutiae, you know. Back in the day, we win a game, that's it. But we've won a game and Carroll didn't play. We've won a game and Dembele's back and he's influential. We've won a game and Trippier's shown that we don't need Carl Walker anymore. Everything, everything you can hear about a game is on Twitter. And that's kind of frustrating. You think, well... It's the you know, extremities of people's opinions. Exactly. Twitter. That's, that's what wines... But then when you meet these people, they're fucking normal. Well, some of them aren't. But you meet these people, they're like, well, why have you written that? Oh, I just thought I'd be funny. But it's just like sitting... I sat in um, the stadium on my own. It was the first time I'd, in a while that I'd actually been to the game on my own. Mm. And it's just like sitting around listening. It's the same people that are making the same opinions in real life, they're doing it on Twitter. It's, it's just mm. part of what it is. If you could remove Twitter from Tottenham and Tottenham from Twitter... Would you do it? No. Yes. No. Hundred million percent. No, yes. no. Some of the Nuke best. It. Some Nuke of the best it. things, are like what stuff Billy does, what stuff other people do, is the funny opinions have on you, Tottenham. Have you seen Casino? They smash a guy's hand up with a hammer. Yeah. That's what he wants to do to you. That's what I wants to do to Coy's Twitter. Just. <laughs> I, I, one of the good when you don't go to a game, one of the nice things is having Twitter open. And if you've got people that that's you like, a running, nice thing. That's, a, that's, that's not because nice. it comes down to those things, as Billy said, that you, Twitter is one of these things you tailor according to your own taste. And if you follow good people during a game, there's some funny stuff going on, and there's like stuff what? that give me a, give us an example. Uh, fuck off, making me. Well, you said you said you said these things happen. People making nice comments or Windy saying something completely anti well, Windy's live, Windy's live commentary. Windy's live commentary because he's so fucking biased and then it's just brilliant <laughs> when people calling him out on it. I, I enjoy, I actually enjoy watching Tottenham with Twitter open and if there's stuff there that doesn't... I absolutely don't. It's just, so but that's, that's no, I, 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 I'm sorry, Billy, we'll come to you. But I, I'm, I never look at Twitter at all. The only time I use Twitter if, is if Spurs doing well and I tweet something from the Fighting Cock account. That's it. I never look. Yeah, for the numbers, yeah. 
It's I fucking. Think, yeah. It's just easy. I think football makes like even the most <laughs> rational person in the world irrational. Of course, like, it does. Yeah. Um, and Twitter gives people a vehicle to voice that that like sort of irrationality. And like, I try and never ever go on get too involved when we lose or anything like that because you know the reality of football is one win later and we're fucking on top of the world again. I mean, like we've just seen against Sunderland, you know. So mm. I don't know. I think the simple for for me there's a simple rule that I read a long time is you never argue with the people with people you're never going to be able to convince never, someone yeah. Yeah. you can't no matter how reasoned you are or well thought out you you can never win this argument and I whenever I'll tweet something about Spurs and people come up to me and go well what about this this and this I'll go yeah you're right and that's it it's the end you disarm them by saying what's really happened is I'm not interested in your opinion but I go yeah you're right done end of that's, that's pretty End much. Of. <laughs> that, that's pretty much my view in it. I mean, I've said something. People are like, "Well, well no, I'm like, I just, I just don't reply. To that. I don't care. I've said my opinion. I, I've said my opinion. I don't give a fuck about anyone else's opinion. I don't want your opinion. Don't at me. Don't exactly. <laughs> don't fucking at me. Apart from if he's right, and then he'll retweet his own tweet yeah. where he was right. <laughs> you know what happened? For you know what happened on the, on the Sunderland game? I said we will destroy them. I used another word. We'll destroy them four-one. And the Sunderland fan favourited it, and I thought, <laughs> do I delete this tweet? The game's over and we were in four months. I thought, okay, fuck this. I'm going to fucking quote this tweet. Because <laughs> it was amusing. You know, the other side of the coin, though, I mean, you know, it's like a hellish place when Tottenham lose. But when Arsenal fucking lose, it's like, oh, fucking God, oh, glorious, mate, man. It is the best. How, you wouldn't want to miss out on that, and would you? you still got the people that are going, oh, are you tweeting when Arsenal yeah, lose? Yeah. Yeah. Like, what, what, if we lose? what if we lose tomorrow? Yeah. Yeah. I hate this thing about the um, obsession with rivalries. Like, that's what rivalries are about. They're about, like, tweeting each other when they lose yeah. and stuff like that. I've never been about that. Well, you're just obsessed tweeting about Arsenal all the time. But that's what rivalries I fucking them. hate them. I that's am obsessed. obsessed. Yeah. I am yeah, obsessed. Me too, man. I'm desperately obs- obsessed. The most important thing to me in football, the most important thing is beating Arsenal. Yeah. Finishing above in the league. Nothing else matters to me. Arsenal losing makes me as happy as Tottenham winning. And I know that winds people up, but it's the truth. That's how I feel. I hate them. I hate them. And that will always be the most important thing to me. I just, I just hope all the bad things in life happen to them and only them. <laughs> 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 List some of those bad things. All of them. Just say one. Um, Be brave. I don't know, rickets. <laughs> <laughs> rickets is a bad thing. It's <laughs> really bad. Not about Michael Ricketts. <laughs> no, no, no. He no, no. <laughs> Not Rohan either. <laughs> we like him. <laughs> We're trying to get Rohan on the pod. Oh, God. No, it'd be good. You didn't say Rohan Ricketts, did you? You said... The disease. <laughs> the disease. I did the disease. Scurvy. Yeah. Another bad thing that could happen to him. It would be good if they all got scurvy, though, wouldn't it? <laughs> yeah, all of them. Yeah. <laughs> Fucked up. Even if extended families, fuck them. You know, fuck t- them all. T- TB, polio. Yep. All the good ones. AIDS. Oh, yeah. That's a shortcut, though. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, Mr. K- <laughs> shortcut. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, Mr. Chris Leakes on Twitter, he says, What Spurs player in the past have you an irrational hatred for? For him, it was Chimbonda and Zakora. How can anyone mind. hate Zakora? Oh, oh, Jinko Seeks is a bit of a racist. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, I'll just make oh, it no, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> no, he probably likes Lady King, so... It's, you know, Everyone likes Lady King. No, how can you not? Even though he wears that same shirt over and over again, he's got this, like, plaid shirt that he just brings out every appearance he makes. Oh, he loves that shirt. Mate, burn the shirt. Um, <laughs> if you're listening. <laughs> uh, 
and a hatred for. I, I, I've never. I don't really. No. Ever hated. <laughs> you can cuss my body's <laughs> arm straight up. Go on, you got a list. I really no no just one. I really fucking disliked Casey Keller. He was just such a prick. He was really what? good whenever we played against him. And um, I mean, Italy played them. Italy played USA. Oh, so that's there what it comes back to. Italy played there USA in the World Cup in, right. case, in 2006. So he was way past it. And he had a man of the match performance. But I remember with him with Spurs, he would always like take two steps out of the way and then dive for the ball. He was a joke. I tried your tactic because he didn't want to dive left. He was shit. He was shit. He had a really punchable face and his name was... He was like a really bad NFL player who never made it and just thought, you know what, I'm actually quite good at catching. Yeah, he, 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 had to, he kept out the entire force of Italy. I kept them all, well, we scored Can I ask goal. you a question? Yeah. Are you, are you a country over a club? What, what, would I rather Italy win the World Cup or Spurs win the Premier League? Yeah. Well, I've seen Italy win the World Cup, so Spurs oh, win the off. Premier League. <laughs> seen him win it twice, man. I'm just curious. Well, I was one years old, but, but you know, especially because you're technically English. But, but yeah, Casey Keller really fucking and his name. Yeah, he just winds me. Casey, right that's up. pretty harsh. That's pretty harsh, I think. But all right, fair my, my abiding memory of him is: um, Did Newcastle beat us seven nil or seven one? That was Ian Walker in goal for that. No, 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 no. Because him and uh, the, the Kappa Kits. Yeah. And him and um, Dean Richards had a stand-up argument. This, like, inches open each other's faces, shine at each other. I think Robert scored a goal, and them two like, really, really going at it. It must have been about 5 or 6 nil. But um, the player I've got an irrational hatred for is Roberto Soldado, because he's a pure <laughs> <and Tina. laughs> Do I love the I, I, don't, I don't think that's an irrational hatred, though, is it? Like, he... It's irrational, mm. because most of the people are... Reason- people like Flav and Bardi are reasonable human beings, they're like, well, these things happen. He's just he's actually a nice guy. You know, <laughs> he's been through a lot. Just he's a nice guy. He's a genuinely good footballer. Exactly, but I'm like, I'm I'm like no... human being. Nice, no, thank no, you. No but, no, but he's not a good footballer, he's a can't. <laughs> that's, a, that's, a, that's a, the irrational part did you, of it. Comes did you in. see that tweet talking about going back to the social media? Some <laughs> Okizo who had no right to know anything about football. Um, you know, there's nothing about his, his account. Do you, you know what I'm talking about, Billy? No. There, so there's, there's, there's this, this kind of random account just said the Spurs are looking at. Uh, <laughs> no, bringing... yeah, I saw. I didn't see because I've been at work all day. I didn't see any of this, but someone messaged me saying, "Is Soldado coming back to Spurs?" Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, haven't, I haven't seen any of it. So this, this kid, like, just out of nowhere, came up with a rumor that was so ridiculous that it might actually happen. <laughs> yeah. He just nailed it completely. I mean, if you was some sort of spoof transfer account, this is this this is the exact kind of rumor you'd want, and it was to bring Soldado Soldado back. On loan for the rest of the season to solve our striking crisis. And people oh, actually defended it, saying, yes! <laughs> yeah! It could happen. And you know what? I looked at the tweet and I was like, oh, my neck. Just in time for the Fiorentino. Back as a backup. Just, just in time for Fiorentino away again. It's, <laughs> it's cup tied here. Luckily, that won't um, happen. But, yeah, but otherwise, yeah, we'd bring him back. <laughs> oh, fucking hate him, man. Fucking hate him. Um, you hate him what? Because you went over Fiorentina and he spoiled your little trip. <laughs> the little trip, you know. Fucking got held back by the police for about an hour after you got the game. Good as well. I didn't get fingered. <laughs> other people did. I saw that. No, he did. He did figuratively, but um, <laughs> um, I hated him. Um, but you didn't. You I didn't. didn't I mean, genuinely hate him. I, mean, I did. I, I do. Um, <laughs> I don't think I've ever really hated. I never warmed. I never warmed to Gallas, but I didn't hate him. I never really warmed. He, he did well during his time at Tottenham, but I never really warmed to him. Yeah, I can't say I've ever hated a single Spurs player. I, I think might more, have said otherwise in the pod in the past, but I, I can't. I can't. Nothing comes to mind. I think more. Alan like, Pardew, there you go. <laughs> yeah, there you go. He's a cunt. Yeah. But I think more being Spurs, like it makes you love like shit players. That's what rather than hate shit players, it makes you love like shit players. Like, I love Alton Farewell. 
Goran Bunyakovic, people like that, I've like, ended up loving just because I'm Spurs. So you yeah. and Alex would get on. Really well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Alex, Alex loves a shit player. Yeah. <laughs> Anthony Gardner. Yeah, I've just ended up loving a collection of shit players. Edson yeah. Souza. The thing is, if, if you get a player who comes on and, and tries, that's all you can ask exactly. for. Like, it's not. You, you've been signed. You've been put in a team as a collection of influential people who've made decisions to enable that to happen. If you then go on that pitch and play to the best of your ability, even if the best of your ability is fucking nowhere near where you should be as a, as a, as a Tottenham Hotspur player, that's not your fault. That's your manager's fault. That's your agent's fault. That's the chairman's fault for signing you. I'll I tell you what. You've mentioned um, Tottenham changing after um, Arneson and yeah. Jolan that came in. Yeah, Frank and Arneson I, was probably actually the pinnacle of that. He was on, and or I, the catalyst. But I think since then... The way we view shit players has changed an awful lot. Mm. In that I can hate Soldado, I wouldn't hate him ten years ago for that. I'd probably forgive him because we were that bad. Mm. Because the standards are that much higher, there's less of a tolerance for shitness. Even though someone works hard, mm. just think no. I mean, for me, I just think you're fucking shit, mate. Go away. Mm. Yeah. You know, get get someone else. I don't think we've. We're talking about a point now where we can't have any passengers, and I feel like any shit players is kind of getting in the way of um, us progressing. All right. Really? Actually, one that does come to my mind now is Gomez, because, you know, I, I love Gomez at Spurs, but then I see him in the last few months or whatever, um, coming out in an interview and saying, oh, I would recommend no player join Tottenham ever. And, and I thought the fans stuck by Gomez really well. Oh, absolutely. Shit, yeah, so that yeah. really disappointed me, so he's, he can fuck off as well. Yeah, he's fucked his legacy up. His legacy meaning every fuck-up that a human being can do on a football yeah. pitch. Although I, I did actually get thrown out of a pub in central London on Saturday for singing a Gomez song, so... <laughs> I love you, Gomez. I got thrown out. Uh, I do, do still hate him, though. Do still hate him. Killjoys. Yeah, but, you know, if people are having a drink and this is like a... Uh, there's Billy. Well, screaming, what the fuck have you <laughs> What? What have you done with Fav? Yeah, but, yeah. It's like kids in, kids in pubs. Where do you stand on that? They don't belong Should them. never be allowed. No. Especially for David Cameron, leaving them in there. Exactly. <laughs> All right, that's it from the Fighting Cock podcast. Hope you enjoyed that. Enjoyed recording it, Billy. Thank you so much for coming down. Anytime. Once always again. a pleasure. Always a pleasure. You'll be back. Hope so. Bardi, thanks a lot, mate. Thank you, Flav. T. Thank you. Love being next to you once again. Loving this to you too. I miss. I miss being here last week. We were at the slave, so we made up. For oh the god, slave yeah. That, Thursday. that gig was immense. Oh, they were oh, good nights. Oh man, they're amazing. Decent. They were superb. By your admission, the first white gig you've ever been to. <laughs> yes. But one of the best. Yes, one of the best. I've been going to Kings for the last 22 years, and that was one of the It was best. superb. It was so good. If you They didn't do shutdown, though. Oh, that's, that's what I was just about to say, man. They did it at Brixton they the night Skepta after. They at Reading, didn't they? So yeah, they yeah, yeah. Skepta. They did it at Brixton the night after. <clears throat> I was fucking gutted. When you said that, I was like, I tried yeah. to kind of pie it, play it off like it went, didn't bother me, but... I, I didn't want to tell you. I thought, you, you, uh, know, you always say T, you're doomed, but I thought, I've got to share this, because you need to know. Yeah, it's a shame. It was but, a shame, but it was so good. It was, yeah. And if you haven't listened to Slaves, then do, because Louis, the guitarist, is a, is a massive yid. He has, in the past, listened to the podcast, and he's been to 1882 as yeah. well. So, yeah, get behind him. If you like punk music... I'm not a massive punk fan, but I love the save, so... As a minimum, listen to Sockets and imagine just singing that over and over again. We, as we did. At the top of your voice. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've never felt so close to you, too, as that moment. Yeah. Oh, well, I was I off my tits on pills. Yeah, <laughs> I kind of gathered that. Yeah, bought the cuddling and that. Yeah, you were a bit, you were a bit, um, what's the word, tactile. Yeah, it's the best way to be, mate. OK, thanks. Get the pod, uh, the, 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 the fans Bye. 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 <laughs> <laughs> See? What? Uh, the toilet's fucked. You can have a piss, but don't poo.
Network. Look, my day job as a firefighter is tough, but my night job as a social media manager, my Persian cat Jinxie, that's intense. It's 8 p.m. I've finally gotten home from another 24-hour shift, and I just want to kick back with a cold one, but old Jinxie knocks my beer right off the counter and gives me that look that says, no drinking on the clock. But Heineken Zero Zero keeps us both happy. Zero alcohol, but just as refreshing. So I get my drink, and I can still work on Jinxie's new line of merch. Heineken Zero Zero. 0.0% alcohol. Now you can. Must be 21 plus to purchase. Enjoy responsibly. Sports Social Podcast Network. 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 Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.